Good morning. I hope everyone is doing well. Let's start with off with a word of prayer, then we do our devotional. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you for grace and mercy, for every day being with us and giving us strength to push through. Father God, thank you for dealing with our hard situations, Father God, because there's no situation that's too hard for you. Father God, we ask as we partake in this word, whether we're reading it or hearing it. Father God, we ask you to bless us. Bless us with understanding, Father God. Father God, help us to uh, be stronger and be willing to change for you, Father God. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. <clears throat> okay, we're going to go over our memory verse for the, this week. Psalms 94, 19. When doubt fills my mind, your comfort gave me renewed hope and cheer. Psalms 94 and 19. Let's say it again. We're going to both get your, your phone. Let's look at it. Look at the, the verse very carefully. Okay, let's read it together. When doubt fill my mind, when doubt fill my mind, your comfort gave me renewed hope and cheer. Okay, verse of the day. Romans 6, 19. I'm using human analogy because of the weakness of the flesh. For just as you offer the parts of yourself as slaves to impurity and to greater and greater lawlessness, so now offer them as slaves to righteousness, which results in sanctification. Topic, true dedication. Affirmations. I'm going to say it and pause behind each one to give you opportunity to say it, okay? I'm an ambassador of God. I'm loving the journey I'm on. I'm not walking in this life alone. I am brave. So when a person is enslaved, they are dedicated to their master. It doesn't matter what happens or what they must do. They are dedicated to their master. And when we were enslaved to sin, we were dedicated to it. We didn't care what happens. We were going to be dedicated to the things of the flesh. Fleshly things are something we consume because we were blind to what we should do and what God was calling us to do. The verse today tells us that when we were enslaved, we offer ourselves to things that were unrighteous and that we are no longer slaves to the world or of the flesh, that we need to offer ourselves to the things that are righteous. Sometimes as babes or people that have been walking in Christ to get or don't know what is righteous living. Today, the Holy Spirit wants us to talk about what that looks like. The first step into living a righteous life, we must be transformed. We must allow God to transform our lives, change the way we think, change the way we speak, and change the way we handle ourselves. Romans 12 and 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transferred by the renewing of your mind that by testing you may discern what the will of God is, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Being renewed by God is the only way to live a righteous life. A lot of people don't want to live this life. People want to live any matter way, speak any way, but they don't want to pray. They don't want to be dedicated to God. God wants us to be dedicated to living a life that is susceptible to him. Not everything is susceptible to the righteous, to righteousness. That's why we must read our word to learn what is and what's not. Living righteously is simply saying we are pursuing the things of God and we want to be changed. And we are going through a process with our maker. Being righteous doesn't mean over doing it overnight. We are all still learning. But the beauty of becoming righteous is learning when to let go of the things that can keep us from connecting with God. 2 Corinthians 5 and 21. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Righteousness is found, like, found only in God. And living that 
he desires for us to have. Jesus knew no sin, but he became sin for us so that we can become righteous in him. We can spend our lives trying to do the right thing, trying to be good, but but this won't move us closer to righteousness. It won't move us closer to God. It actually moves us further because we are thinking we can pursue this without God, and we can't. Second Chronicles, Corinthians 5 and 20, therefore we are ambassadors of Christ. God making his appeal through us. We explore, implore you on behalf of Christ to be reconciled to God. We must also remember we are representatives of the kingdom of God. We aren't from here. We must learn to show that we are different and that God lives in us. And so how we handle things can't be like this world. We must take and take on compassion and love. And sometimes those are hard to show because of what kind of world we live in. But remember, it's not about the other person. It's about who we have on the inside, which is the Holy Spirit. Today, if you're trying to live a life of righteousness, one, admit that your life needs God. Two, ask God to renew your mind. Three, accept the process of the journey with your maker. Four, learn to hear the voice to move, to remove the things that are in your life that aren't righteous. The Holy Spirit desires to walk with us and guide us. But as long as we ignore God and try to do everything else, we won't change. We will just remain stagnant. Don't allow living in this fallen world to keep you from God. Stay dedicated even when it's hard. Stay steadfast and removable, unmovable. Prayer. Heavenly Father, help us every day to live the way we should. Help us to represent you no matter where we are and help us to be dedicated to you even when it seems like the toughest thing to do. Lord, we desire to be like you. Changes, mold us. Lord, we love you so much. We thank you for everything. Lord, help us to ignore the distractions of this world. Lord, we thank you for grace and mercy and your love. You complete us in every way. And we are thankful in Jesus' name. Amen. So today's topic is true dedication. When you catch a person that is dedicated, whether it's in a relationship or their job, their own time for their job, they're there for their, their wife or a spouse or whoever they're dating. They're dedicated to that one person. And most people like it's loyalty over anything. That means they don't, they want a person that is never going to change their mind about them. That whether, whether, whether they go through ups and downs, they're there. My mom and dad has been married for 37 years. And that is true dedication to one person for the rest of your life. They will argue and they will make up. They will fuss. That you, they have the worst fights. I'm like, oh my goodness, it's over with. And no, my dad will come back and be like, I'm sorry. Whatever I did, I, I did wrong. I'm sorry. And my mom will, if she was in the wrong, she apologized too. And that's dedication. That's, that, that's two people that have decided that no matter what, that I love you and that nothing's going to change that. And that's the kind of love God wants us to have because that's the kind of love he has for us. That no matter what we do, he's still faithful even if we're not. And that's what he wants us to give to him. He wants us to give us to him the same dedication we used to give to our sins. We used to be so enslaved to sin and enslaved to the flesh that nothing could deter us. Anyone tell us that we need to give our life to God, we're like, no, I'm not doing that. I, I like what I'm doing. He wants that same dedication with him. Like, okay, no matter what you say, I'm still going to be dedicated to God because I love him. He wants that same love. And so now we don't give that to him. 
So now we compromise. So now we allow the world to compromise our thoughts and our beliefs. Or we allow sin to come in and it compromises our relationship. But he wants truly, most believers that are going to be true, truly dedicated to him. That won't look like this world. And what's happening now is that a lot of Christians look like this world because they compromise and they allow what people say and they allow what people do and they allow people's other people's myths and beliefs to change who they are. And they 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 allow them to change the Bible. And it's okay to try to get the Bible where you understand it. It's okay to to be like, okay, this is something I used to do. I want to be in a different mindset. What do you want me to do, God? That's what we have to do. Every day we're learning. I mean, it's so much out there we can get into, so much things that we can, we can, it can cause us to go away, but we must stay dedicated to God because God allowed his son to come down here and save us from ourselves and to give us grace and mercy. And that's the best gift we could ever get. But how do we do that? How do we show righteousness? We got to learn it from somewhere, right? And the first thing to do is also pray. And read our word. We we won't be able to know anything if we never pick up our word. We won't know that they said that you know you you can't commit this sin or you can't commit that sin and that that you can't steal and that you can't lie and that you must obey your parents. These are things you must know, but you won't know it if you don't read your word. So so living a righteous life comes from reading our word. We have to be able to apply to the things that we read. I was talking to someone yesterday or the other day. They said that when they read, they are so dedicated of just getting the chapters in that they used to just run through chapter after chapter. And they said they realized they had to slow down. And I'm like, yeah, it, it, it's it's hard to, to understand because some people be like, you need to read your word. You need to read your word. But if you're not slowing down and understanding what you're reading, you're just reading pages. And in order to live a righteous life, we have to be able to understand what we're reading and applying it to our life. That's the only way to do it. That is true dedication. That is saying, okay, I need to take the time. No matter how long it takes me, I'm going to stay on John 1. I'm going to stay on John 1 until I understand completely what it's saying to me. And that is true dedication. Getting your commentary out, praying before you you you, you read your word, that is showing true dedication. The The... Another thing of living a righteous life is realizing that what you do, no matter what you do, wherever you are, you're a representation of the kingdom of God. I was at a restaurant and I was getting ready to park and this this truck was ahead of me and he swoops in and he takes his time. He bags up and and I was like, OK, I'm just going to give him time to park. And the way he looked at me, like when he was parking, like. Like he eyeballed me, he gave me like this ugliest look. And I'm like, okay, dude, I'm just waiting on you to park, you know, take your time, you know. And I kind of just just sat there. So I get out, you know, I park because I guess it was him and his wife. They took them a minute to get out of the car. So I got out of the car because it was just me. He shut the door, walked in, go in, grab what I need to grab. And I'm heading out the door and he stops and he opens the door. He said, Thank you. I said, Oh, he said, Thank you for uh taking allowing me to take my time to park. He said, he said, I never had no one to, to allow me to take my time. He said, normally people rush me and blow their horn. He said, thank you. He said, I really appreciate you giving me time to park. I was like, oh, it, it's all right. Cool. And I couldn't act in any kind of way in that car. I could have been like, dude, you need to hurry up, blowing my horn, having a fit, cussing, waving my hands. 
But I just sat there. Because one, I, I didn't need to be in any rush. And he had a motorcycle. I, I want to be considerate that he had a motorcycle on his truck. He's trying to actually bag in into the parking space. To me, I feel like you rush someone. What is it to rush someone? You know? And then two, I was like, this is a little annoying. I kept, I'm just going to be honest with you. I kept thinking, about this is a little annoying how long it's taking him. But I'm going to just hold my composure. And I sat there. And imagine if I showed myself any other way. We have to start showing compassion and love. You are our ambassador of the kingdom of God. And how we act shows a lot. I don't know what kind of day that man had. Maybe he needed to see someone show kindness. You never know how your response to things and how you handle a situation can make someone think, man, there's still some good people in this world. Man, this person is a Christian. Or man, this person is a, a follower of Christ. You don't want to be this person that says, well, and I had to learn this because at, not that I was annoyed with everyone. It's just that some situations I found very annoying. And sometimes it shows on my face. And I had to learn that I don't want to be this person that says, hey, you need prayer? I'm a prophetess. You know, I can I can help you. Or, or hey, do you need prayer? I'm, I'm a Christian. I love to pray. And this person is like, well, you just acted this way with me. Or you are never friendly. Why would I want you to pray for me? You don't want to be that person that introduce yourself and they'd be like, oh, you're a Christian? I didn't know you was a Christian. I didn't know Bob was a Christian. I didn't know Mary was a Christian. Because your actions don't represent a Christian. Because in people's mind, a Christian is someone that's meek, they're quiet, they're, they're, they're loving, they're compassionate. But then you got Bob, just an example, sitting there going off, being mean, being cruel. How are they supposed to think that you're a representative of the kingdom of God when that's the way you act? We have to start being different. In order to live a life of righteousness, we have to be different than what we see. And that's very hard to do because lately in this world, it's hard to see that. It's hard to see people that actually care, that actually show compassion to, towards a brother or sister of Christ or just towards anyone in general. They don't have to be a brother or sister of Christ. Should, we should show love to anyone, no matter race, and uh, um, no matter what, you need to show love. I, I can go on through the list, but need to learn to show love. Um, another thing of living a righteous life is being renewed. A lot of times being renewed means having mindset. That means changing the way we view things, changing the way we, we think things should go. And every day, I, I'll be honest with you, I pray for God to give me a renewed mind. I pray for the Holy Spirit to renew my mind because every day we all have situations. And those situations can make us change the way we view life. It can have us change the way we view different things. And those are seeds sometimes that the enemy wants to plant in our head to make us change, to make us be different than what we should. So every day we should say, God, we should pray a covering over our, our, our mind. Pray the covering of God's blood, Jesus Christ's blood over our mind, over what we see and over what we hear. Having to block what you hear, block what you see that's not of him. Because sometimes I, I'll be talking to someone, they're like, you didn't hear such and such say this? I'm like, no, it wasn't meant for my ears to hear. Or did you see that across the TV? No, I didn't see that. It wasn't meant for me to see. We must be renewed every day in order to have a renewed 
mind every day. We must allow the Holy Spirit to do that. The Holy Spirit won't change us just by happenstance. He will only change us when we surrender to him. And that's another way of having a, 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 a mind of righteousness or walking life of righteousness. We're going to go to our first um, reference of the, of the day, which is Ephesians 4. If you have your Bible, go to Ephesians 4. Okay. As a prisoner of the Lord, then I urge you to, walk, to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. See, it says it there. I urge you. That means this is important. Listen up. I want you to live a life that's worthy of the calling you have received. A lot of us are being called to the ministry. A lot of us are being called to do more with our life with God's kingdom. But we can't have that title if we're not walking in the life that's worthy to receive that. See, God's not going to just take someone fresh out milk and throw them in the pulpit. No, because that person have different stages in their in their in their walk they have to go through. This person have to go through different seasons to to get to this point of being seasoned for the pulpit, to be seasoned to talk to others, to be seasoned to save a soul. And so now you don't have to be seasoned to save a soul, but you must go through things in, in your life to mold you to get you that to that stage. See, when someone is building something with mold or clay, it don't instantly turn to a vase. It don't instantly turn to a mug. It takes time. You see that person taking clay and they're molding it. They're taking their time. That's what the Holy Spirit has to do. It takes time. It's not something you're going to jump from one point and jump to the other point. It's something that takes time. It's true dedication. It's staying dedicated to the molding process that God has placed you in to live a life of righteousness. Amen. Verse 2 says, be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. It, it goes back to what we were just talking about. We must be humble and gentle. Some of us are so aggressive and so hard and rude and, and cruel in the inside. That's why we have to wait for the Lord to renew us. That's why we have to be renewed to be able to walk in the life of righteousness. Because you can't be cruel and try to walk in the life of righteousness. You can't be mean and hateful and walk in the life of righteousness. You must be gentle. And it's not saying being salty. It's not saying allowing people to run over you. It's saying to be different. To handle each, each situation with love. Love. Love one another. Biggest commandment. Verse 3. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. Don't cause a lot of chaos. That means what I did in that car, I didn't act up. I didn't throw my hands up. I didn't, hey, buddy, you need to hurry up. I want to park and go get my food. I didn't do that. I sat there. I waited for him to park. I waited for them to, to get comfortable, and I parked my car because I have a tiny car. Parked my car, got out of the car, walked in, got my food. Like it was nothing. I came out. He could have been any kind of way and said, hey, you didn't have to sit there and wait because some people get irritated when you do that. You sit and wait for them. They're like, they're blowing. They weren't like, what? What are you waiting for? I need I need the space. She might go on. But he didn't act that way either. I thought in his face that he was going to be that way. I was like, wow, why is his buddy staring, staring at me like that? He must be, that might be his face or it might be just the way he was looking. I don't know. But when he got to that door and he opened the door for me, he said, thank you for waiting on me. I was shocked and he was shocked. You do everything in peace, a bond of peace and gentleness and love. 
because that is living the life of righteousness. In verse four, last verse, this is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope and you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and father of all who is over all and through all and all and in all. It's only one Lord, one faith, one baptism. We can think whatever we want. Anyone can think whatever they want about the body of Christ. You can think whatever you want about living a righteous life, but it tells us here that there's one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. We was called in the faith, in the in a life of righteousness and walking in faith. It takes faith to know that every day the Holy Spirit's gonna be with me to change me. It takes faith to know that every day that I give, he gives me more. Every day that I submit, he changed me more. Okay? Let's go on to our second reference. Okay? Uh, Songs 32 and 8. Songs 32 and 8. Okay? I will instruct you and teach you in a way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. When we live the life of righteousness, he will instruct us. He will teach us in a way to go. It's okay to have a pastor. It's okay to listen to podcasts. It's okay to listen to whatever you want to. But know that the Holy Spirit will instruct you and teach you in a way you should go. You shouldn't depend on no one else to do this. Because when we depend on others and we depend to do stuff on our own strength, we will always fail. It will always be hard and difficult. Because if now, if you're in your life and you're saying that you're depending on the good things that you do to get you to heaven or the good things you do to help your life change, it will not. Feeding the hungry, passing out devotionals, going to church on time, leaving on time, being an usher, being a Sunday school teacher is not going to get you in heaven. Even being a pastor or a prophet is not going to get you in heaven. Living the life of righteousness is the only way to get there. Well, you know, believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior and believing that he died and rose again. You know, of course, that. But living a life of righteousness is going to help you get there. And you do it by listening and reading your word so the word can instruct you, so the word can teach you and allow you to go on to walk the life of righteousness. This is, I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. God is loving. He knows we're going to slip, but he's always there to pick up, pick, pick us up and say, hey, it's okay. It's okay. I have you. But we must be dedicated every day to waking up and saying, today I give my life to God. Today I give this day to him. And today I give my mind and my walk and my talk to him so that he can renew me through his word every day. So I may live a life of righteousness. That's true dedication. Because when we dedicate our life fully to God and we say we want to live a life of righteousness, living a life of righteousness is hard. Anyone can be a Christian, just like anyone can be a pastor. But it's if you are truly walking in Christ, you are going to be dedicated to living the way he wants you to do. And that means having faith to know that he's there every step of the way. I can tell you now that Jesus loves you. He loves you no matter what happens. 
And no matter how much you fall, no matter how much you backslide, he is there to help you through this right, righteous walk. Because we wasn't born to walk the righteous right, the life. Our flesh wants to do what it wants to do. Our mind wants to do what it wants to do. That's what we come in this world doing, doing what we want. But a righteous living is a person that's pursuing God and saying, I yield myself to him every day. We have to choose righteousness over flesh. Okay. I hope you enjoyed this message. This medic, this message really fired me up to be more dedicated to God and being more dedicated to my walk and being more of a person that holds peace and not chaos because we all can cause chaos, but who can hold peace, right? Um, remember Jesus loves you and I hope you all have a blessed day. Remember I love you too. Okay. Bye.